Hi, I'm Stacey Fritz, and I'm your host. Welcome to the Work From Home Nursing Podcast. We are here to make you become unstoppable, to make you become powerful and confident with your transition from being bedside or clinical to becoming a remote nurse. This is Stacy Fritz. I work for Jesse Burke, Jess the Nurse Coach. And today, my special guest is none other than our own Jesse Burke. Jesse, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've never been on this side of, of the table. And I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited too because uh this is the vulnerability that we, yeah. we talk about, and we deal with. And one of my friends, uh, it was Laura, she said, uh, when's your podcast? I said, uh, when is, what do you mean? When is it time to be vulnerable? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's at 9.30. But I'm ready. And yeah. um, I, yeah. I'm ready. And, and I'm excited to do this with you. I think you're really good at this. And uh, Thank you. I want to make sure you can ask me anything. I, I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, girlfriend. Here we go. So, Jesse, I need you to tell me what are your credentials and how long have you been doing this? Uh, I'm an RN. I've been an RN. How old's Nessa? Nessa's 13. So I couldn't go to graduation because I was giving birth to my now 13-year-old. When I, I, I went to school in upstate New York, what we call Harvard on the Hudson, and it's a Hudson Valley Community College. It's actually one of the top-ranked nursing schools in the country because uh, they get a, they have really high... Um, NCLEX passing rates and, the, and, you know, it's a big deal to get in there. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, 13 years ago, I've been an RN. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, I've been coaching for four years and coaching is, I think the future, not, mm -hmm. not only just, and not, not just my future. I mean like the future for nurses, just because it's so transformative. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think there's such a, everybody's being like called in they, they, it, 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 nurses are empathic. So the, the, the push that we feel in, in a new direction in the unknown, I think that pushes towards coaching. And I, and I think that it's a more holistic, um, more intimate way for us to work with those who need us. So, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think that's, that's, that's the push. A lot of us are getting that. I, I don't think they're, um, they know what that push is, you know, they, they're like, you know, I, I talk to a lot of nurses every day and they're, and they're like, um, this can't be it. <laughs> this, this can't be all there is. And, right. You know, because yeah. this state of healthcare right now is devastating. Mm -hmm. So that's causing a lot of nurses to want to desperately do something else. Right. And, um, you don't have my part of my mission is you don't is empowerment. So you you're not you're you're lost, but you're not really desperate. So I, I want to make sure people and nurses and healthcare workers understand that because um, there's a difference. You know, just be just because something is, like the healthcare system is crumbling and, and breaking doesn't mean that you can't be a part of um, something better in the rebuild. Right. Right. Yeah, so, right. Absolutely. So my next question for you, my dear, is how did you and I meet? Well, I think you said, I want to talk to you. I can't I give a couple messages. I, you said you were interested and you were, you were looking into career coaching and you told me about your brother and how much he paid for career coaching and that, you know, right off the bat, you're like, um, your program is a 
really good price because I think you you knew that career coaching costs in the thousands. And um, I think at the time my program was on sale for like 197 and it yes. was my DIY, my DIY program. <laughs> and um, I remember, I, I think that day I was um, cleaning out my laundry room because my kids have um, massive amounts of clothes and we had this huge laundry room and um, cleaning it out was something I wanted to do. So I remember you're like, I want to talk to you. And I was like, okay, um, I'm finally getting progress on the laundry here, but I'll call you. So I think I put my earbuds in and I called you. I was like sorting laundry. Yeah. And we multitask. Yep. Yep. And that phone call um, changed my life. And that's why I get to do what I get to do today. And it was a life-changing event for me to go from clinical because I am a clinical licensed practical nurse and I also have a bachelor's degree in liberal arts and science. And Jesse, you were the first one that came up on the Facebook feed when I typed in remote nursing. You popped up immediately. When did you start doing your coaching and your resume revision business? Well, I start, I initially had a partner. I initially was on working with another nurse. And when I realized, you know, that what her program was pushing wasn't necessary. So um, I started with another nurse in her program. And, but I had been a remote nurse for, I've been now, and now it's been eight years. Mm -hmm. So um, in 2019, I started working with another nurse, helping her write resumes for her program. And um, she asked me to like help teach her program and, you know, do some work on her course and, it was it was eye opening, but I what I had learned was that I have to do this my way. You know, I I couldn't let somebody muzzle me. I couldn't let somebody tell me um, I couldn't be as metaphysical or um, at, I couldn't you know go at the speed that I wanted or authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's the important part. So I actually started coaching in 2019, but it was underneath another program. But in 2020 is when I said, you know, I got to do this my way. I don't believe in, in, you know, this way of doing things and making nurses not guess who it is. Hi, Bella. Yeah. So I didn't feel like, um, that, that program was making nurses feel like they were not good enough and it was kind of like preying on them to, on their, on their weaknesses and, and making them feel more desperate. And that's not, that's not how I operate. So I wanted to uh, build a more empowering program. So what I did was I created the DIY resume program first. And then I, once I got that up and running, I started taking more one-on-one -on -one clients. And now we have our program the way it is now, which is set up with three levels. And I also take um, nurse entrepreneurs and I show them how to like scale their marketing and sales program uh, just because... I don't promote that. I, you know, I just, if somebody comes to me and they're struggling, I will privately coach them if, you know, I think I can help them. But um, I, I don't really promote that. But, you know, the one thing that we do um, talk a lot about in our program is, the, you know, the remote nursing program. And, and that's pretty much what comes easiest to us because all three of us, me, you, and Laura, have used this method to get our jobs right. and um, it's a rinse repeat. So mm -hmm. um, we've all, you know, like, I think you've had quite a, a couple jobs and uh, a lot of my clients get 
you know, multiple different jobs. So um, it's something that kind of sticks with you your whole career. Mm -hmm. So you can continuously use it. It, it will evolve the pro the method that we use will evolve as you evolve. And the more you use it, the bigger the opportunities that you reach for will get. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're starting out or you're an executive level or, um, advanced practice nurse or want to be like a VP role. Right. It doesn't matter. You Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's going to work across the board. Yeah. So that's, I get off on tangents, so that's okay. That Remind me okay. of the question where we start. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, tell me about your bedside nursing. Tell me about your experience being a bedside nurse. Okay, so I've worked. Um, like I said, I'm from upstate New York, so in 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 the capital region, Albany area, I worked um, at a beautiful little. This dog's trying to eat a bee. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> it. She just jumped for it. So I worked at this for the longest part of my career. I worked at Sunnyview Rehabilitation Hospital. It is the most uh, unique stop bell stop. It's the most unique setting. Mm-hmm. Like um, the staffing is like nowhere you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. Um, we had team nursing, so we would have an LPN, an RN, and uh, an aide, and we'd all work together and we would take people at the hospital who had like traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, and they would, they would be in the most intensive rehabilitation program and they would regain, you know, uh, mobility to the highest function. They, some of them would walk again, some of the spinal cord injury uh, folks. And it was the most, um, it was the most intimate nursing setting I've ever worked in. So it was my best job. So I worked on neuro to West and then I, I would flow sometimes. Um, but the best part about that job was where I learned how to work in case management. Mm-hmm. And it was more of an intensive case management, like I said, because the patients were um, there for, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. Right. So, um, and, and they were, and, you know, there were families that were in crisis, crisis because there were traumatic brain injuries, uh, spinal cord injuries. So I had worked with a great team, like um, the social workers became my best friend. Tracy Arsini and uh, you know just worked with amazing people it was a hard job to leave mm-hmm. but I, I was 45 like I, I lived in a little town called East Famous and, and it was in Schenectady and that's 45 minutes away and if you know anything about upstate New York it can snow three four feet in, in winter and even with four-wheel drive and um, studded Yep. Uh, Yokohama snow yeah. tires. I, I mean, <laughs> yep. You know, you, yep. you can still get, you can still, it's still not easy at 1130 at night. And I was a workaholic and um, I worked, uh, let's see, um, you know, every other weekend I was like a, what they call the Baylor supervisor, 7A to 7P, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday. And the other supervisor who worked 7P to 7A, he had other jobs. So yes. he was always late <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes didn't show up. And yes. so I was always mandated. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, if you work in upstate New York and it's winter, you're going to get stuck and get mandated, oh, yeah. you, know, it, you know, in the facility. So First. that was something that I couldn't do anymore because Cameron and Nessa were 
Devin wasn't born yet. So Cameron and Nessa were um, like half as, you know, let's see. So she's 13 now. So she was like five or six and, you know, he was seven and, um, you know, my mom's not here anymore, but she right. would stay with them, but she was not the type of mom to be like, oh, it's okay. Just stay at work. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sounds not, good. So not, what was your breaking mom. point then? What was your breaking point when uh, it 30, 36 hours, in, 36 hours in, uh, Barnwell, which is a 264 bed nursing home, no other RN in sight. And, uh, I couldn't go home to my kids. I couldn't, yeah. my mom was like. My mom was like, you get here within the next couple hours or I am um, dropping them off to you. So I, I was like, yeah, I, I was, that was my breaking point. And okay. um, I didn't, I didn't really want to miss um, any more of their life. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to hustle anymore in the morning. Like I didn't want to have to like, okay, you got to get up. You got, today's the day we have to go to morning programming. You got to get up at, you know, the bus didn't come until like 730, but I yeah. have to get them up and out the door at like by, you know, 630. And, mm -hmm. and that's not fair to them. And they would have to eat like, you know, granola bars and Pop-Tarts. And I wanted to be able to, um, I wanted to be able to give us more time and, and give my, give them more presence, like yes. my presence. And, yes. um, and that's when I had to make that decision. And I mean, I worked with awesome people mm -hmm. and I decided I could still be friends with those people, but um, not have to choose between providing and being present for my kids. Right. And that was what empowered me. Right. And, and when I started working from home, I just never looked back because the flexibility and the freedom that you can have at home and leverage right. is what allowed me to open my business uh, because it's no secret. Like I don't, I don't hold back. I'm, I'm a single mom. So mm -hmm. uh, the reason why I was working all those jobs is because uh, I, I have, you know, I have to provide. So um, that pressure to provide it has always been, you know, I, I'm in the back of my head. I'm always trying to compensate for that second person and mm -hmm. uh, their, their parent and, you know, create more income for them because I always you know, building general generational wealth for my children is a top priority. Yep. And not, I don't want it to be at the cost of leaving them and right. not mm -hmm. being able to be present. So I didn't know how to do that for a long time. I didn't know yeah. how to mm -hmm. be present and create and build income and also get the fulfillment that I wanted from, from working. I mean, like my part of my identity is, being a hard worker and um you know I guess I, I could I, I wanted to I had I always thought they were those things were separate so when I decide when I started working from home I started to see things differently I started to evolve I started to um create and I started to see that um I'm leading the path for other people to do the same thing and mm -hmm. um I, I, it ties in. I mean, we could talk about this forever. We're sure. going to be serving the baby boomers, you know, like my yeah. mom's generation, the biggest cohort. And those people are not going to go to, to a bedroom and shut right. up and, right. you know, right. sit in their bed with their uh, bedside over table. And they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to live their life in a nursing home that for the last few years. And right. you can see what, um, how devastating nursing homes have gotten with 
you know, there's no staffing, there's no yep. solution in sight, there's no more pay, and you can't continue to have sick people taking care of sick people. Just doesn't it? Just a, doesn't a, work. No, nope, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. So, yeah, um, we've got to create change, mm-hmm. and it starts with us. And virtual, you know, we just saw the pan what the pandemic did to us. We saw how virtual healthcare is the solution, and it's, it's possible. Only going to, yeah, you know, it's all of that to grow. Right, right. right. Yep. So yeah, I so- want to interject something real quick here. So. Yeah. With you working remote and then your experience on the side of being a remote nurse led you to doing your own business and everything you've just described to me has been complete and total authenticity and innovation and creation. Okay. Those are three. There's more to come. Yeah, there's more to come. There's no question about that. (laughs) And I would like you to touch on your worth. I want you to touch on your worth. Tell us what you are worth. I know I'm digging on you, girlfriend. (laughs) Okay. Well, my worth is limitless. My ability to create is limitless. And um, it takes work to get to that point and feel that way. And I have um, an ineffable, unshakable, unfuckable confidence. Loud girlfriend. Um, yeah, because of all of the things that I've gone through and I've overcome. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think we give ourselves credit enough as nurses mm-hmm. to um, to own our worth and and and, you know, to to be able to understand that question, just to understand the question, just to digest that question. What is your worth? You know, it's not external. It's it's right. something that you decide it's not contingent. It's not, uh, it's definitely not what you're paid, right? It's the, right. your worth is definitely not what you're paid. Your worth is definitely not um, decided in anything actually like a job or in education. My education doesn't determine my worth. Um, so you take everything away and you strip yourself down to just the human yep. and you decide what your worth is. Is my worth, you know, because a lot of us, even parents, you know, we put our worth, in our children and then when our children are grown and they leave the home what do we do we're lost so um having my worth be something that is tied to anything external doesn't mm-hmm. work right so you know and then in nursing we're taught that oh well you you have you got that rn so now you need a bsn now oh you got that bsn so now you need an msn Oh, you're an MSN. So what about that DNP? It just right. keeps going and it's and and it's an endless cycle. But then this is another thing. Um in COVID, I, I had tons of nurse practitioners come to me and say that they couldn't find jobs, that they couldn't, you know, they wanted to work as RNs and they wanted to work on their license because there was an influx of nurse practitioners and then the market was not there for them to work. Mm-hmm. So that didn't equal, you know, the ends didn't justify the means because that's a lot of education and that's yes. a lot of money to put not only money, but time. Right. So I, I did a lot of inner work, mm-hmm. uh, mindset, personal development to get to the point where I understand that my worth is something I decide mm-hmm. and my value is infinite and limitless because I'm not done. 
Right. I'm not done evolving. I'm not done creating. And I I get to still grow and I get to still impact people and I get to um, continuously learn. And it doesn't mean learning is not formal education. Learning can be from a $5 book or a 50 cent book. I find at a garage sale. Learning can be free. Uh, learning, I, one of the most important things that my grandparents taught me and my kids, it drives my kids crazy is talking to people that I don't know. Yes. I've never been afraid to talk to people I don't know. And my kids will say, Mom, do you, do you know her? Like you just talked to her <laughs> like you knew her. Like how, where did you know her from? And I'm like, I didn't know her, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe she had a nice hat on or something. Yeah. And I told her she was beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and then she told me, you know, something about herself. It's just human connection mm-hmm. is something that is really powerful and the, we're stronger when right. we're connected right and and when we tap into like the the, the limitlessness and uh the powerful um abundance in creating and understanding that our value is limitless we can yes. tap into that greater higher level connection with other humans and then that we become super powerful like so you know um, value is is our right so when when I decide what my value is yep then I can expand because I said it's limitless so it's like that but my belief system is where I create from so I have to embody the limitlessness of uh, my value so that I can step into that next level version of myself and my business taught me that Mm-hmm. Working with nurses taught me that because um, I saw such a, I saw a huge need. I saw um, wounds like in nurses. Yes. Like, uh, a lot of people tell me I read them like a book. You'll see, you can search the group. You'll see, wow, right. you read me like a book. And that's because, um, you know, my ability to be a- a- empathic and intuitive, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't shy away from it anymore. I won't for a long time. Um, you know, that was a part of, of me that I kind of pushed down. Yep. But I think a lot of nurses are empathic, intuitive, yep. and just have a healing element that is supernatural. And, right. um, and that's the metaphysical side that I am learning to share and show more and more because I think we're light workers. I think in even shadow workers too, because there's so much that we need to uncover right. about ourselves and, and our value. Mm-hmm. There's so much work that we have to do about our value yep. that is continuous and ongoing mm-hmm. because that's where we expand from and that's where right. we create from. So right. value is a big question. So I hope, I hope that answers it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. The, the, you know, value and, and we're all, limitless and yes we're all and until we take our last breath we're always going to grow right and it's and and my coaching program is like I want to be the catalyst to that growth and that evolution and that expansion and my the the containers in which we work the VIP group you know the resume program our area are, are we're built right for to to show our clients how to expand themselves how to push to the goal is for nurses to to go beyond their own limits right See, it's it, the only limits that you have are the limits that you place on yourself so that's why the mindset 
the mindset is so vital. Yes. And, 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 um, one of the coaches that I work with and the books that I read by Joe Dispenza are like, they say like, you know, you are the placebo. So, mm-hmm. you know, nurses forget so much because they're so busy and so in their head that they forget to come back down and use some of the principles like the placebo effect. Like right. what your the power of belief is, is infinite. So what you yes. believe is, is vital. So. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to interject something here. I want to give a quick testimonial about <laughs> you and my journey since, you know, technically you are my boss. So um, I'll, uh, I'll just share with our audience that I was on the edge and I was on my ledge. And um, when I brought your name up, I had to think about it for, I think a split second. And then I reached out to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we talked and then I bought. Okay. Because it's up to me. You were already coaching me even before I gave you a dime. You were already telling me, no, Stacy, uh-uh. you do this, 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 and this, this is what your worth is. You need to look for something like this. You and I have this relationship where we are extremely transparent with each other. And I adore you for that. And I respect you for that. And the other thing is you are not afraid to coach you are not afraid yeah. to be teachable and you are, you also are coachable too. <clears throat> and I absolutely am. I admire that about you. I admire your tenacity and the fact that you're not afraid to call an ace and ace and a spade a spade. And yeah. there's something to be said for coaching because I never thought of it until I started really diving into <clears throat> it with you, how important that mindset is. Once you can get out of your head and literally be able to focus on where you're wanting to go you know, journaling, um, listening to your, that little thought in your mind that you got to get rid of and that you have to replace with something positive. That is huge. And we, as nurses, we need to start doing more of that. And that's where yeah, the awareness. Yeah. Right. See, see, so the number one thing that nurses, um, mess up is asking for help. Yes. <laughs> and that's a trauma and that's a trauma response. That's, um, see, I, I take a lot of coaching myself and, <clears throat> one of the things that I learned is, is it's an overuse of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and the, the picture in my mind that I go to is when you have that one nurse going into uh, an isolation room and right. she's got all of her supplies stacked over her face. She can't even find the door handle because she's like holding everything and it's right. all stacked up and she's going to drop it. And then she's going to have to go back and get new stuff. So whatever um, trauma happened to you that means you never want to ask for help is the route that Mm -hmm. you need to follow because that's not healthy. Not asking for help is not healthy. And uh, that's not the way it's supposed to be. So that comes from that whole nurses eat their young thing, which is part of, again, part of my mission to get rid of that thinking. And, uh, have more connected, have mm-hmm. more, um, have more synergy, you know, within the nursing, you know, community as a whole. Cause they're, you know, nursing ooh, this dog, <laughs> she's, I've already walked her several times and she just wants to, it's, it's nice out here. So she, yes. Oh, oh, okay. When, when just FYI, when you're walking around like that, it gets uh-huh. choppy. So just be careful. Okay. I'm going to stay close. Okay, so why don't you tell me quickly, um, if you don't mind, Jesse? Yeah, <laughs> you were taking care of your mom, 
and yeah. also running Recently. a business and also dealing with your own full-time remote job. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want you to tell me how you got through this last month, because this last month has not been a cakewalk for you. And I want you to tell me how you were able to navigate through that. Uh, that's a good question. Boy. Real and raw. I am. I'm still kind of in that. I'm still kind of um, moving through that. I <clears throat> So a lot of the techniques that I've um, learned for my clients, I'm applying to myself and I'm leaning on my um, my team, which is you, Laura, Lawrence. <clears throat> and uh, I'm aware, I'm allowing myself to feel. So if I feel like I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. But I'm not going to just let myself cry and, and uh, you know, be mad at myself for crying. I'm going to, it, it's like kind of like an inner child healing um, mentality that I give myself. So um, I, I believe that emotions are a superpower. And when we suppress them or bottle them up, we're not doing anything to serve ourselves. So allowing myself to feel is number one and giving myself space um to feel and I and I do this with my kids I, I'm I intentionally give myself more grace like I would give outwardly than um I I would in the past so like we are our worst critics so one of the things that I ask myself and my clients is if so if if you were to if the person in your head right like your mm -hmm. inner voice was to talk to you was if the person in your head in your inner voice was to be somebody else, like a friend mm -hmm. and speak to you that way, would you continue to let them be your friend? Fair enough. So how your voice is so like, you know, um, sometimes it's like, Jesse, get your shit together. What the, why didn't you do that already? Why are you procrastinating yes. on that? You know, um, look what you fucked up now, you know, like, so, um, you know, I've got to, I, I, intentionally soften my inner voice and I um, make sure that if I'm not being kind to myself, I, let me know if you can hear me over here. Cause she yep, wants to be in the grass. Yep. Okay. I'm going to just sit on the ground and let her just sit in her grass so she can yeah. do her thing. Cause she's this, you know, this is what she I just love she's your spoiled. dog. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's spoiled. And she's yeah, there's no, there, you know, yeah. He runs the show. So, you know, like uh, having the, like you, like you had said that, um, what, what you were describing about um, that voice that's like not serving you, the negativity, right. uh -huh. that's called your inner, inner saboteur. Like um, that's where self-sabotage comes in. And that's often ego driven. And that's often the voice that keeps you playing small when you don't, when you don't move out of a situation that you know you should have right. moved out of. Mm -hmm. So getting through this time i'm asking myself what do i need in this moment and then i give it to myself good so mm -hmm. um even today I, I pushed back this meeting because it felt like i needed a, a little bit more time to prepare mm -hmm. i wanted to hydrate yep oh, oh sorry there <laughs> she goes she's just such a little stinker she gets me with her nose and then she pops my phone out of her hand i don't know how many times thank god this phone is okay so <laughs> Um, just giving the, the, the whole energy behind where I am right now is, is 
power versus force. Right. I don't want to force anything. I want to step into my power. Mm-hmm. And sometimes stepping, you know, like, um, you know, Taekwondo. So when uh, opponents coming at you full force, sometimes it's better to l- you let them use their own power and kind of just flip them over. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very true. And, I, and, yeah. Yeah. For those and, of you who and, know, I'm a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. And I teach kickboxing. Right. So Jesse's right. Yeah. So like allowing some of that power that's coming at you to kind of just like lean back and surrender. So, um, you you know, um, because, you know, the, the, you know, fighting, pushing back, you know, is, it it causes collision, like that collision, that impact that, you know, this force and then this, you know, this force over here, you can't see my hands, but I can't hold, you know, two forces coming at each other is going to cause, um, you know, a, a collision and, and damage. Yep. So I don't want more damage. So allowing and, and mm-hmm. leaning back and allowing some surrender right. and just being some, you know, still and quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, I tend to have an overuse of responsibility and a lot of nurses do. And that comes from not wanting to ask for help. So I'm asking for help. I'm asking, you know, getting uh, more support in the areas that I need for cleaning the house or, um, it calling, you know, my aunt or you guys to, to do something that I can't do in the moment, then that's what it is. So Mm -hmm. a lot of us neglect versus support. I agree. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, uh, replacing neglect with support and allowing and allowing emotions, it's an entirely different shift. And that, and, and trust me, I'm, I have, I used to, have a pattern because I'm a single mom where let's say I have to pick up that huge, like there was like a marble counter in my garage and um, it was probably four or 500 pounds. And the only, the kids, I didn't want to ask the kids to help my son 16. And I just didn't want him to help me move it and have it hurt him. And the power wheels was behind it. And I just, I didn't want it there. So I had to figure, figure it out. So I got really angry. I call it my Hulk method and I lifted it and I moved it to a safer space but like that's not healthy like getting that angry to like Hulk smash something is just not right you know healthy so <laughs> yeah I, I I taught myself now you know that was when I was younger I would have to you know use that energy and get like muster up the strength to just do everything on my own and I think a lot of us do that we get angry at a situation that's not changing and right. instead of us changing we just we use anger we use uh emotions that help us power through it but it's exhausting yes and, it and is having to go back to a situation that you know like and that's like it's like a like what do they call that like a dysfunctional relationship a lot of us sure. have a dysfunctional relationship with our work mm-hmm. and we go back to work thinking it's changed or it's going to be a right. better day Right. And it's not, no. it's not. And, and that's your, that's how your mind is like playing tricks on you. And it's just not, come, here, come on, stop. It's just not gonna make anything better. You have, right. you have right. to initiate the change. You have to, <clears throat> you have to do the work, the don't you? Yeah. You, you have, have to do the work. That, that's going to change versus the situation. So right. I guess having, having an awareness of how I feel and allowing myself to feel and just Uh, We talk about this all the time, sitting in the grass, like I'm doing right now and and just breathing and and grounding, grounding, 
Yeah. And bringing myself back in the present. Mm-hmm. The dog sees the neighbors getting their roof done and she like wants to go <laughs> say hi. So, you know, doing all of those, mm-hmm. just those calming, you know, like rituals, meditation. Right. Um, Devin, my six-year-old, he's, uh, he used to be hyper emotional and cry before school. And now he's doing good. And he'll, and if, if he sees me sad or anything, he'll say, are you okay? And he'll say, try Aww. this, try this. He'll say, he'll say, he'll say, try voo. And, and that voo, the voo yeah. chant yeah. is like a meditation thing. Yeah. And it kind of, uh, what it does, it does a vasovagal, um, response reset mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, not, you know not like the syncope but like yeah. it resets your heart rate so that it's more calm and it's, it's just such a um it it's does something to like the neuro yeah, yeah. neuroscience and, yeah. and and it just puts your brain in a more of calming state and i think that is just a, a little technique but it, it's powerful and yeah absolutely it bring you back to center yeah. and out of a heightened state and that's yep. You know, we're off, we often go to fight or flight to get, that's what it is. Like my Hulk thing, you know, right, that I do. Right. To something. It, it, it's, it's putting myself in fight or flight so I can get right. that adrenaline rush and have like the strength of 10 men to lift up a countertop, <laughs> you know, yes. and it's not healthy because your adrenaline, get, your adrenal glands will get burned out. So yeah, it's all good. It, you know? All good. All good. Slowing so, down. Yeah. Slowing down. Slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, okay, it's, honey. We have less than two minutes. I've got a minute and 45 oh. left. I know. Time okay. flies when you're having fun. I could talk to yeah. you forever. Give Absolutely. us some sound and distinctive advice for those remote nurses looking right now. You've got 90 seconds and go. Don't wait until you're circling the dream to make a change. Right. Fear never goes away. Move through fear. Run at the thing that you're afraid of because you're resilient you're powerful beyond measure mm-hmm. and you can do more and have more impact and all the things you desire. Don't think the limitations apply to you because you can be the exception to the rule and I'm proof. Yes. And, if, and there's no, the only difference between me and you is that I'm willing to fail forward now and I know mm-hmm. that on the other side of fear is um, fear never goes away right just run towards it you know just push yourself to on the out to uh, power through fear and yes. allow yourself to try something new awesome. and get out of get out of a situation that you hate because it takes Absolutely. more energy to yep. go into a situation that you hate every day than it does to Okay. And change. And there she is. This is Stacy with Jess, the nurse coach. We are just about out of time. Jesse Burke, I love you. I thank you. I honor you. And I can't wait to continue working with you. Thank you very much for joining me today and being here in the work from home nursing group with Jess, the nurse coach. Let's be unstoppable. Let's be confident. Let's win every single day. Go to her work from home nursing group site on Facebook or look up Jess, the nurse coach. Let us be part of your journey.